Hill. Clifford back to Carter. Shot. Rebound. Clifford jamming at it. Couldn't get to it. Martinez scores! You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Thought about banking it in. He's tackled in the process. Amadio looks out wide. Martinez scores! Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. The regular season is over, Kings fans, but before we move into the playoff coverage, we have one final post-game podcast for you. Uh, because the playoffs start on Wednesday, we're going to be scrambling to talk to as many people as we can as quickly as we can. So do keep your eyes open for new episodes. They won't necessarily be coming out first thing in the morning. Uh, as it turns out, I've been working with Ken from the Sinbin.Vegas website for the past month or so on covering the Pacific Division as a whole. So we should have some pretty insightful coverage of the Golden Knights leading up to and during this series. Um, I'm excited uh, about this series for a lot of reasons, you guys. Win or lose, the Kings get to be part of this uh, amazing story, and we get to be part of this experiment. Um, I think a lot of the future of hockey could be decided in how the uh, the Golden Knights do in the playoffs. And just in time for those playoffs, All the Kings Men is now available on your Amazon Echo devices. Add MyCast to the skill settings, then ask your Echo to open MyCast, then search All the Kings Men. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on iTunes or Google Play or any other podcasting app. Stream or subscribe today at lakings.com slash podcast. We're here in the Bob Miller Press Box high above the ice at Staples Center. I'm here with my best hockey buddy, the Royal Half. The Royal Half, we have been through 82 games now. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, Jesse, and I just wish there was uh, some phrase that combined both my love of the Latino heritage of Los Angeles with the excitement of going to Las Vegas together. I just I just don't know how to, to describe that. Uh, do you have any uh, sense? Uh, Viva Las Vegas? Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, you, that's had me, what I was you had me nervous there for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, the Kings are going to play the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round of the playoffs. And, I, you know, we've talked about this over the last couple of days. I mean, I think this is what we all kind of wanted, right? I mean, it's what I wanted. Because, <laughs> like, I, I know the Ducks... And the Sharks are the sexy mm. pick for the Kings to play. But let those two teams beat each other up in the first round. And, you know, I think the Kings, uh, at least late in the season, matched up pretty well against uh, the Golden Knights. So I- I'd take that over the-, the Sharks and Ducks right now. The Kings are one of the few teams that had a positive record against the Golden Knights. Plus, plus I love the Excalibur Hotel. So any <laughs> any opportunity I get to, to go to the Excalibur and-, and try to pull the sword from the stone, it's just... I'll take it. You're not going to be staying at the Hooters across the street? There's a lot of great hotels around there. But, uh, but no, I mean, the Kings are 2-0-2 against the Golden Knights. I think there's only four or five other teams. Uh, But I believe the Golden Knights won the season series, Jess. Well, yeah, also going uh, 2-0-2. That's that's modern hockey for you with those wonderful three-point games. But, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think that, especially with the addition of Reader, I think the Kings' speed matches up perfectly fine against the Golden Knights. Yeah, and... um... I, I didn't even kind of realize this until I set my fantasy roster today, but uh, Marsha Show? How do you say Marsha Show? Yeah, Marsha Show. He's injured, and there, there's some doubt he might miss the first couple games of the playoffs, and that's a big loss for Vegas. That would be huge. I mean, every team's hurt. Obviously, the Kings have Ayafalo, uh, Muzzin, and Forward out, although I think the impression seems to be that Ayafalo and Muzzin might be available. Yeah. But either way, you know, I, you know, I've said it all year long. One of the things that I'm most excited about is to test the experiment is the future of the league actually in just teams with blazing speed 
and and without size, or or do you still have to build a team that's quote unquote built for the playoffs? Well, I, I think you're forgetting about Mr. Ryan Reeves, my friend. Well, there you go. The one. <laughs> no, he one would be player. the reason why the Kings yeah. win, the, win win the first round. I mean, he might. I, I could see that happening. But anyway, let's talk about the Kings. Let's talk about where we were at the beginning of the season. Uh, my guess was that the Kings would be a wild card team, uh, and that's in fact what they are. Well, what did you think at the beginning of the year? Uh, gosh, you had him as a wild card team. Yeah, but I also <laughs> had Edmonton. But I also had Vegas missing and Edmonton making it. So I mean, uh, no, I'm, I mean, look, I, I, I think uh, I, I don't know if Kings fans were prepared, but I was prepared for this team not to make the playoffs this year, and and it'd be a little bit of a mulligan because both Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille could say, hey, we inherited this mess and yeah. we need to figure it out, and instead we're looking at a team with 98 points. It's it's. Jesse, if I said to you that was, like, the third most points in the last, like, seven years that the Kings have got, you would laugh at me. But, like, they're a wild card one team with 98 points. Like, that's pretty impressive. I, and, and, and honestly, let's let's be real here. Let a couple games slip away during the year. These could easily be a 105, 106-point team. A couple? I'd, ar- <laughs> I'd argue that there's about 12 games that they let slip away. <laughs> they could be a 124-point team. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I get it. We're all homers. We're all Kings fans. But, yes, I genuinely believe yeah. that on their best night, right, if the Kings are living their best life, yes, I do think they can be the best team in the league. And we saw that. You know, in every overtime game they won, we saw that in all the third period comebacks did, they made. We did not see that at Staples Center on Saturday. No, night. well, I think their record on Saturdays is ten and twelve for the year, which is not great. Um, but but the reason that I thought heading into the season that they would be a uh, a, a wild card team or a third place, I thought was possible, uh, was because two years ago when everybody was healthy. We saw this team set a, a franchise record for wins. Kopitar won the Selkie, Dowdy won the Norris, Quick was a Vezina finalist. And we were all, you know, they had Le Cavalier and, and Shen. That trade wound up not being as great as we all thought it was. But we were riding high, and it was like, okay, back in the playoffs, the you know, the previous season was just an anomaly. And, okay, everything's fine. And then last year, obviously, Quick goes down. And I thought this year, with it, you know, I'd, obviously nobody expected Carter to get hurt. But I just thought, okay, everybody's coming back. Everybody's still real good. Uh, I didn't anticipate Brown having the season he had. <laughs> uh, I don't think Dustin Brown anticipated the season he had. Um, and I certainly didn't expect uh, Aya Follow to be as good, but I also didn't expect Carter to get hurt. Um, yeah, I know. I think it's funny if you look at, you know, all the tweets of the opening night lineup mm-hmm. with, you know, Camillary. Yeah. And, you know, Jeez. if you go back and look at Remember when the team had And you're just like, oof. That, that, when I looked at that lineup, yeah. I was like, this is not a playoff team. But you look at the lineup that, that maybe not we've seen the last – Two games, but you know, when the Kings clinched the three games ago, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a pretty solid team, and, and you know, I, I do think that experience. You know, we we uh, us that enjoy the analytical side of the game kind of uh, don't. I think we dismiss experience a little bit, mm-hmm. but like it does make a big difference that oh, yeah. a bunch of those guys in the room have won the cup. It makes a big difference that you've got Dion Phaneuf in the room who wants a cup. You know, like, I, I, I wouldn't underestimate that. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people on the Vegas roster that want that as well. There's a goalie that's won three yeah. Stanley Cups. But um, I, I think when push comes to shove, this will, this will be a good series. I I, uh, I don't know if I'm ready to make a prediction, but I, I think this could be a, a good first-round series. I'm glad you mentioned Phaneuf not winning the Cup yet because this team now has three players, three veterans, 
that would make for an interesting. Like I know I'm getting way. You're already thinking about who who Kopitar is going to hand the cup because because those are like I said last time. (laughs) That's where we're at right now. Like I said last time. Like I said last time. I don't believe in fate, (laughs) karma, or magic except when it comes to hockey. But the fact is, Nate Thompson, Tori Mitchell, and Dion Phaneuf are three players, right, who play support roles who absolutely want a cup. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to handle another veteran named Mitchell winning the cup of the LA, <laughs> the LA Kings. Assuming he recovers from the flu yeah. or whatever bug you gave him. <laughs> You're next, Jesse. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, but, I mean, look, you know, the phrase is, you know, you can't win the cup in October, but you can lose it. And I think you're right. I think they probably didn't necessarily figure they'd have the strongest season. Uh, yeah. But that but then, October. But then they won the cup in October. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, all those comeback wins. Champions in October. And, they took it away from the Sharks. Well, if, if you can win a Vezina per month, Quick absolutely won the Vezina in October. Um, so, yeah, here we are. It comes down to the last game of the season. Look, they lost tonight. I mean, do you care? Does it matter? Like, I wanted them to play Vegas, so yeah. I'm, I'm fine with the result. I, I would have liked it to uh, been a little bit closer of a game, maybe. But, yeah. you know, look, I, I think this team has moved on. They're starting to worry about the next round. And, and you know, Dallas is playing for a little bit of pride, I, I guess. So I'm not I, I, I'm not chicken little because they lost to the right. Dallas Stars 4-2. to two. And it does sort of just, I mean, look, it's a Saturday night. Like I said, their record on Saturdays is awful. They're going to have to play the Saturdays in the playoffs. Jesse. Maybe. I think there's a concert in Vegas one night. Um, really? A concert in Vegas? That's, I know. It's quite rare. But, but, um, but, you know, look, they give up the first goal again, which has been the story of the season. I think they wound up, I, I haven't checked tonight, but I'm pretty sure the number is somewhere close to two-thirds of the games they played. They give up the first goal. They allow, no, I think this is the, allow four goals in the first period, which was rough. Um, but as you said, the Dallas playing for pride. Jamie Benn was obviously determined to make some sort of statement. I'm not sure what what, what it was. Uh, but, you know, bravo Dallas, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the season Andre Kopitar had. Uh, I, was re- I, I think I said this to you before the game. I was really hoping he yeah. would come in and score eight points right. tonight and get, get 100 points. But last season you were you were thrilled that he w- was named captain and you were very yeah. excited to, to get to see him. And then obviously he had a disappointing season. Yeah, because stupid World Cup. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but is this the kind of season that you'll, you know, if you ever have grandkids, bounce them on your knee and tell them about the, the one year that Andre Kovatar went, you know, just went absolutely sick? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think, you know, I think this is what, uh, we were hoping for with him last year, and and I think yeah, and I think just seeing his little, you know, it was weird. It was weird to because um, I don't think I went to the last game last year because I think we'd all given up on the team <laughs> as soon as he got eliminated. But you know, to see Kopitar come out and address the fans and and you know and say it's thanks to us, and we'll see you in a couple games. And you know, I, I, I just like I like this team even more with Kopitar as the captain. And that's no diss on Brown. I think Brown was an amazing captain. I think Brown might like this team better, not as a captain. The look on his face when he came off the bench to give his jersey <laughs> look, to the... smile on his face. perfectly, I mean, like yeah. we, You know, we talked about last game. I, I just, the last three days, I haven't been able to get that image of, of him putting a hat on <laughs> during the, the hat trick celebration, yeah, yeah. like, out of my head. It just... Uh, uh, so, yeah, so I, I think the, the way... And, and we've been accused on Twitter of being homers, the way we're pushing hard for him for... MVP consideration, but you got to put him in the top five. Like, and, 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 I honestly and, think he should win. I mean, you know, I, look, I, I think you can make arguments either way. Yeah. And I think, yes, he would be deserving of winning. I think Claude Giroux would. I think Taylor Hall 
Um, and and Colorado made the playoffs, so you yeah. got to throw McKinnon, yeah, McKinnon in there. Yeah, so sure. you know, I, I think that's a great floor for Kopitar to be in the conversation with. And and like you said, he's a Selkie winner. And I I I, I hope now, as much as I love regular season awards. You know, I, I'd love him to show the rest of the league that he truly is back in, in this playoff. Yeah, but, I mean, not, not just Kopitar. I mean, you had an article on LAKings.com. Five different players had yeah. career years this year. And veterans, right? Like, not... I wish there was a way to pinpoint, like, one thing <laughs> that could, like, you know, be the difference from the last couple seasons, but... So let's talk about Dustin Brown's career year. Uh, you know, I've said repeatedly that I think that, that Lombardi and Sutter were fired because of injuries. And while I didn't think that was fair, I'm perfectly prepared to accept that I was wrong, in my opinion, that they shouldn't have been let go, because you see what the team has done this season. Not only are five players having career years, but the team is having something of a career year. I mean, they have you know the most goals scored since the 2005-2006 season, the highest power play uh, rating since the 2009-2010, and not far off, like I think by like 0.01%, but then the next best after that is, like, the 1990-91 season. Like, that's how good the power play's been. <laughs> um, you know, they lead the league uh, in penalty killing. They lead the league in lowest goals against. They're, you know, Jonathan Quick wins his second Jennings trophy. So, he, they gave up... Jonathan Quick and Jack Campbell. He doesn't get his name on it. You have to play a certain number of games, and he didn't play enough. <laughs> well, thank you, Darcy. <laughs> I mean, this is... Well, he doesn't get it either. This is, the, this is the, Jonathan Quick, the Jonathan Quick trick, is that when he won in 2014... Uh, Scrivens and, right, and traded, Jones, yeah. yeah, split time. So neither of them got got their name on it either. But uh, he's, a, he's a selfish little guy when it comes to that. Jones man, if you're not, if, you know, high on the prize, as it were. <laughs> Literally the, the only trophy that rewards two people. That's right. John Quick only gets yeah. his name on it. <laughs> Edged it out. Uh, but you know, but look, they give up. They they did. You know, it's not. I don't think it's completely fair to say that they didn't sacrifice some of the defensive identity. They did wind up giving up. Uh, a lot more goal or shots on goal than they had in previous seasons. But having said that, it, it started out high right at the beginning of the season, and it progressively got lower and lower and lower. So I mean, they tightened up defensively as the season progressed, and they head into the playoffs against a Vegas team that you know obviously we have no idea. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, I mean they're a good team, and and this is their stage. Uh, you know, I think the the good and the bad of this series is that you're going to have a lot of eyeballs on the Kings mm-hmm. um, nationally. Yeah. Because I think the, the the Vegas Golden Knights is not only a story that Sportsnet will cover, it's a story that uh, the NBC Today show will cover. You know, a team yeah. in its first year making the playoffs. So uh, if the Kings sweep them in four, it's a great story for the Kings. If the Kings get beaten four, it's, you know, not, a, <laughs> not such a great story for the Kings. No, and somebody pointed out you've got Pittsburgh and Philly on mm-hmm. the East, right? And that'll be obviously NBC's darling matchup. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they're going to care much about Anaheim versus San Jose. Uh, <laughs> I don't think people in Anaheim and San Jose care. No, about and, and, and it's Jose. what Winnipeg, Minnesota, right? You've got a Canadian team in that matchup in Minnesota. See, I, I call the uh, the Winnipeg uh, Minnesota matchup the sports writer series because yeah. like every scribe <laughs> right. loves to talk about how they share like a border, right? Right. And you know this, this series ever since you know the Jets and the North Stars is a long time coming. And then you've got uh, Nashville and Colorado, which, again, Nashville was a great story last year, but not a huge TV market. So, I mean, NBC is going to be desperate for things. And, I, you know, L.A. is still a huge TV market, and uh, Vegas, Vegas is a market, huge yeah. story. I mean, I, it should be great. Like I said, Kings fans invading Vegas, Vegas fans invading L.A. 
Got those jerseys that I'm the still... Gauntlet. Well, I haven't been to the T-Mobile. No, there hasn't been, but I mean, this is the year... <laughs> Bye, digital. <laughs> Emily, do you want to talk about the Kings players giving the jerseys off their back? <laughs> they were really sweaty. That's the update. Because <laughs> um, they play hard for you, Kings fans. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm urging, I've already urged people on social media to bring back the gauntlet. Like, show up, they have a yeah, big... Yeah, but you can't, like... One man does not create a gauntlet. You need to have a yeah. a system of walls that creates. A, well, it's going to have to be, you know, it's going to have to be a, a free form gauntlet, <laughs> a free yeah, range, a free range gauntlet. That's that's called a, a pedestrian mall. Well, <laughs> that's, that's I mean that's all Vegas is, man. <laughs> as far as the eye can see. So here we have it. I mean, I I just don't so like. What the heck was that? We were ta- we were talking about. Um, King season. Hey guys, we're trying to record a podcast. Yeah, so can keep it down. Um, <laughs> no, you and across the board, like until I saw your article, like I didn't realize Muslim was having mm-hmm. a career year. I mean, obviously, uh, Trevor Lewis, um, who continued his streak. That's right, you, you won know, the Ung Sung <laughs> Ung Sung Hero again. Wait, you know how like uh, the phrase woke, like you get woke. Yeah, I think it's time to make get sung. Like, yeah, thing, well, know? unfortunately, the players vote on it, so it's like <laughs> I think it's become uh, an ongoing joke. Yeah. Like, I think they're like, God forbid, Trevor Lewis ever like goes to other team, I think they'll still vote <laughs> Trevor <laughs> Lewis for most on Sun So, Kopitar wins MVP, Dowdy wins outstanding defenseman, uh, uh, I follow wins newcomer, uh, Kopitar wins best defensive player. <laughs> Come on down, Insider. Hey, it's, Get to work. It's NHL Insider, <laughs> John Rosen. Sorry, I was just telling uh, Jesse McDonald that she had to cover for me while I spent 15 minutes making jokes of some sort right here. How do you feel about the team So we were talking about Simpsons Season 8. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, let me step in here then, please. Uh, Marge Be Not Proud, among my favorite episodes. Uh, um, A little known fact. Yeah. Where do you stand on Homer's Enemy? Uh, that's the Frank Grimes episode. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm on the minority. That's not one of my favorite. Episodes. I hate it. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the worst episode. But it's, it's like Wait, an you iconic tell me people episode. Love that episode. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never. I, I've never been a Grimes fan. We, yeah. We're getting deep now, but I don't Sorry, know if you guys remember. Fans. But there was there was a contest where you could win to be animated in a, in a King in a, in a Simpsons episode. Is that right? And I always thought the Frank Grimes episode was like oh, the person, but the I don't one. think it is. But like. I remember watching and being like, "This is awful." Yeah. Like I was never into that. Episode. No, it's not great. But even the worst Simpsons episodes, and that's not that's not the worst. It's, right. it's, it's like it it's like a fish concert. The worst one is still the uh, best one. Any better than any other concert. But does anything after season ten even count? I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, there's there's a great there, was, there was a really good one that I saw uh, recently too from season twenty. Behind the laughter. Anyway, let's get back to the yeah. Let's talk about the case. John, how do you feel about the team heading into the playoffs now? Uh, you know, they have injuries right now. Uh, had they been of full health, and no team's going to be of full health at this time of the season, then uh, I would have taken the Kings over the Golden Knights with really only minor hesitation. Wow. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen right now. Vegas has some injuries as well. Um, I believe David Perron should be okay. Flurry should be fine. You know, there there is experience over there in the postseason. We talk about Flurry. We just spoke with Alec Martinez. He brought up James Neal as well. Um, oh, gosh, so it's going to be interesting. That James Neal. Yeah. Yo, that's, oh, that'll be fun for Play, playoff series. Playoff James Neal is not, <laughs> yeah. it's not something an opposing fan likes to see. Um, so, you know, I, I think that the way that the Kings were playing down the stretch, uh, 
they were their game was getting to be in order. Jeff Carter wasn't quite a hundred percent, but he was. He's such a smart player. I might say a hundred percent, not a hundred percent explosiveness. Um, but right. he's such a smart player. He does so many things that even when he's not the same type of explosive, amazing shoot off the rush Jeff Carter that we've seen in you know some prior playoff series, he still scores goals and he goes to the areas of the ice and scores goals. He, he turns 30, 70 bucks into 50, 50 bucks. And and good goal scorers will score goals in so many different ways. But um, you know the Kings have some issues defensively now with um, you know with several guys out, and we're not expecting to see Derek Forbort anytime particularly soon, uh, you know, to start this playoff run. Um, you know, Jake Muzzin, I would imagine we'll see him in the first round, perhaps early in the first round, but again, I don't know if he's going to be 100%. Um, so, you know, that's something that's on my mind, but I, I, I've looked at Vegas, and I think that that was probably a team, um, you know, it's been an amazing story of what they've done in the first year of their uh, on-ice existence. Just a terrific story. Um, But all records resume (laughs) 0-0 when you start the playoffs. And I have have questions about their defense as well, too. But there's something to be said about what goes on in that arena and and that they, there is an aura, a juju around that arena. And the Kings won a game there late in the season, but they play so well in that building. And that's going to be something that Already you're facing a team that has that expansion era and energy, and that was so fun to be a part of and witness this season. And now it's the playoffs, and that's going to even be ramped up. So that's going to be insane. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a tremendous environment. I don't know what to make of it just yet, but I think there are a couple questions that I have about both teams. It's exce- We were talking about it last podcast, and Jesse brought up, like, I love the fact that we're going to, the Kings will be the first rivalry with Part of the great story. Golden Knights, great. right? It's great. Like any of those that rivalry te- was going to Yeah, happen. any yeah. of those three teams that would have made the, played them in the playoffs, the Ducks, Sharks, um, Kings, but like we get to be the ones that yeah. start that one, and I think it'll be great. Uh, I'm just making sure Jesse McDonald over there is still working. <laughs> anyway, i got to go run. we got, some, right. we got a lot of questions. Thanks, Thanks Appreciate it, you guys. <laughs> NHL Insider, John Rosen, from the Arena Cam. <laughs> I mean, he brings up a good point about James Neal and, and he Mark brings up a good Fleur. point about season ten. Like, yeah, I yeah. do think there are a couple good episodes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly forgot. Like, 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 as I like to call him, Mister Elbows, <laughs> James Neal. Yeah. Like, I forgot what it. What a. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a word that won't get bleeped on this podcast. A competitor. Here he we is. go. In the play, I mean, I remember a couple years ago. Didn't he like knee some guy when he was on Pittsburgh? He like knee uh, some. That uh, sounds right. I think he need. Marche? I don't know, but like, I forgot about Neil. Yeah, he's nasty in the playoffs. But John's also right. You know, their their blue line. Yeah, it's not suspect, but it's not stellar. Yeah, um, Cape's pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, like McNabb. Sorry, McNabb. Like they're all they're all pretty good, right? Like that's how they did it this year. But I think you know this is the experiment, right? Does a team with no real top line? I mean, I say no real top line. They've got friggin' Carlson with forty two goals. But does a team without with a, with no you know big name top line, right? There's no right. Sidney Crosby, there's no Claude Giroux, there's no Taylor Hall, etc. Uh, and and certainly no Norris level defenseman on the blue line. Is it is it good enough to have to be able to roll four lines in a seven game series, or do you start succumbing to Anji Kopitar, Drew Doughty, Dustin Brown, Jeff Carter? You know, we were talking uh, earlier before the game to uh, some of the members of the PHWA you know, if Tanner Pearson and Tyler Toffoli show up, 
all of a sudden this is yeah. you know and and you know look Adrian Kempe we have no idea what Adrian Kempe looks like in the NHL playoffs you know there's another player like <laughs> I have no idea what it looks like the last 21 games well because <laughs> he goes missing. back longer than that no absolutely <laughs> but it's one of those things where as right as all the games start to mean more and as Carter comes back and the offense starts being spread around the top six, all of a sudden now you have a game against, uh, or series against Vegas predicated on speed, all of a sudden you have all these players, Mitchell, Thompson, uh, Reeder, Kempe, all of a sudden their speed becomes, becomes much more important, gets, you know, has more of an impact on the game. Um, the style of game changes, and I think, you know, when Kempe came up to Ontario for the first time, uh, I think when he came over from Sweden, Right, I think he had 17 points in 19 games, or maybe it was 19 points in 17 games. I mean, the kid came into a new environment, a high-pressure environment, and flourished. I'm hoping, I mean, he hasn't scored since February 7th, I don't think. So I'm hoping that there's a little bit of that um, in in his yeah, game in, in this scenario. So. I think don't under- underestimate the coaching matchup here, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Stevens has been to a Stanley Cup final. He's, yeah. he's b- both as an assistant yeah. coach and a head coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gallant, you know, while he had one, you know, great year in Florida, I think they were out in the first round that year. He's he's worked for a lot of teams that haven't had long playoff runs mm-hmm. um, as an assistant coach. Um, Blue Jackets, and I know he was the coach there, and Montreal. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see the adjustment. That, that's what I love about the, the playoff the series that you don't get during the regular season. You, know, you get it within... The individual games in the regular season, but the adjustments that coaches make, the the game that he's going to put Andrew off in over somebody else, right. or vice versa, like that's that's the really fun when you get into three, four, and five when you really see these two teams, and that that's I think what wins or or, or loses playoff series. Well, and this is a fight that I was having with Ken Balky recently about whether or not the playoffs actually are a different game, and he was saying, you know, everybody that's says the guy that... from Perfect Strangers. <laughs> yes, we did the happy dance. I uh, know it's a guy from Sinbin, Sinbin Vegas, but he was saying he's tired of of hearing, you know, and I'm sure you would be if you covered the Knights, but so he's tired of hearing about how the playoffs are a totally different game. And I was saying, well, they are, they are. They are. I don't that's know what to tell you. That's why. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it's playoffs. exactly like you said. It's that matchup. It's the scouting. It's mm-hmm. the prep work. You know, you you play game one, and if everything goes right, okay, great, yeah. move on to game two. But if everything was wrong, well, then you study, you refine, you change, and you you go at it again. Yeah. I mean, do we even know that Vegas properly knows how to put rally towels on seats? Like, they've never had to do that before, whereas the Kings have a lot of experience with rally towels. And I don't trust Chance uh, Chance the, the Gecko or whatever the heck he is, the Gila Monster. I don't trust his playoff game anywhere near no, the way I Bailey, trust Bailey. Like, yeah, yeah, Bailey's, yeah. Like, Bailey's got, got two, two rings. <laughs> two big, poofy rings to go on his hands. Oh, man, I think I'm going to wrap it up the half. I don't know if there's anything else we want to cover. I mean, um, it's been a heck of a season. No, I'm sure we'll have a, a, yeah. a proper playoff match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's been a great season, Jesse. I'm, I'm glad I've been on here uh, when I can. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think it's 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 uh, the last couple of days. I think we talked about it last podcast, but it's just uh, it's fun to be back in the playoffs. It like, really I actually, is. I had my first, like, dude whistle at me when I had my Kings hat on. You know, like, it's, it's starting to be like, hey, Kings, yeah. you know, when you're wearing yeah, yeah. your stuff around because I love this town because we all wake up when a, right. a team's in the playoffs. So <laughs> the I, won't be wearing, I won't be wearing my Clipper gear uh, anytime no, soon. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, yeah, welcome back to the playoffs, Kings fans, and we will do a, a proper uh, uh, preview pod, and we'll talk to, uh, you know, maybe Gary Lawless or somebody else from Vegas. and we'll... or, or Balky. Or Balky, yeah. Balky. <laughs> I always mispronounce his last name. But... <laughs> But no, we will have plenty of content for you, Kings fans, so eyes open, uh, podcasts subscribed, and uh, thanks that, for listening to Kings fans. That was the worst tagline from Friday Night Lights. 
Eyes clear. Eyes clear. Podcast subscribe. Can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Kings. That's what's actually soon.